0: So I know a lot of you out there listening have younger kids as well as teenagers in the house. And I'm excited to share with you about a new show that you and your younger kids are going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time, packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs. The series and explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code-breaking, pattern-solving, and so much more. Math is geared towards kids ages six and up and can be enjoyed by the whole family. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for a car ride, mealtime, break times, or bedtime. Each is stacked with so much laughter that your kids won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About true histories with your kids, you can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 88. Hey, podcast listeners welcome back to the show yeah back again with another brand new interview for you my friends thank you so much for showing up each week and sharing the shows that you love if you are a new listener to the podcast welcome welcome to the community welcome to the tribe I hope that you take away some juicy nuggets from today's conversation. I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Angela Pruis. She is a child and family therapist and special needs mom of three on a mission to support and empower parents of behaviorally challenging and special needs kids. She has a website called parentswithconfidence.com. And over there, she wants to make life easier for you by decoding your child's maddening behaviors, as well as their developmental and emotional needs. Her passion is supporting parents and children through the curveballs life throws at us, and has been doing so in her therapy practice for over 12 years. Angela is going to share her story about her children and the curveballs that she has been navigating during the interview. And, you know, often, and I mentioned this in the podcast, often I will have people who want to work with me or are interested about positive discipline, and they say, but will this work for my child? My child has XYZ or has been identified as XYZ. And um, my response is always the same. I always say, positive discipline is going to be helpful right and ultimately we are all our child we are all the experts on our child whether our childs <laughs> our children whether we have typically developing kids who just you know are slightly you know less easygoing or or if we have kids that fall on some sort of spectrum or um, under some umbrella or label of special needs You, the parent, you are the expert on your child. Um, And so that's what I hold no matter what the developmental needs of the children are. I hold that the parent is the expert. And I've got a lot of information around positive discipline. And I know that every human brain is hardwired to connect. So if we're moving towards looking for ways to connect, looking for ways to problem solve together together looking for ways to listen deeper and be more present that's never going to steer us wrong and Angela because of her background can get even more specific into that and will in the interview so sit back get a cup of coffee or some hot tea or a pile of laundry or get your running shoes out whatever you love to do while you listen to podcasts prepare yourself and uh, let's let's meet Angela Hi, Angela. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Casey. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm so glad that you are here. Please share a little bit about your journey of doing what you do.
1: Okay, um, let's see. I am um, a child and family therapist and have been practicing now in various forms um, for about 12 years. And I also um, am a mom of three. Um And really from the beginning of our parenting journey, uh, things just haven't looked quite the way we would have expected them to, which, um, you know, I'm sure that many of us can say, but, um, or most of us could say, but uh, definitely have been lots of curveballs in our journey. Um, Our first child was born with some health issues, some chronic health needs. um, And our second child um, has some behavioral things and, um, yeah, neurological challenges. Uh, so really we've just had this journey of, um, you know, really having to look at things in a new way, reevaluate how, how we're parenting our children. And in addition to, to those special needs, um, our first two are also extremely, uh, strong-willed children. So they made it very clear to us uh, after a few years that, what we were doing wasn't working and what we were selling, they weren't buying. Um, so, you know, really that point of just feeling stuck and feeling like we weren't, you know, having, we weren't seeing positive results behaviorally and we weren't having a strong connection with our kids that we really desired, um, really made us realize, okay, we need, there needs to be a shift. We need to do something different here. We can't, you know, we can't be dictators. We can't be, um, authoritarians. We need to be guides and we need to, you know, turn the focus inward. And so just from there, it's been a very enlightening and exciting journey of figuring out a new way with this peaceful parenting positive parenting to yeah just change the shift so many things about the dynamic in our parenting and you know throughout that realize that there's so many parents that feel similar and feel ineffective and like what they're doing isn't isn't working it's not working as they're intending it to and feeling stumped and So from there, I decided to try to support even more parents by reaching out online and starting Parents with Confidence, where I could hopefully provide some information that would help parents to get to know their child and hone in on what's going on with their kiddo developmentally, uh, personality-wise, all of that stuff, Um, in addition with just supporting and guiding parents with kids who, who can be challenging. So that's kind of what's brought me to where I am now. Awesome. Thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah. So today, what we're going to talk about what you approached me wanting to talk about was what it looks like what it can look like to use gentle parenting with special needs kids. And your backstory helps me to know why this would be a topic that you would be a perfect person to interview (laughs) about, right? (laughs) Yes. In theory, yes. Yes, yes. Well, it's all in theory, right? I mean,
1: we are still human beings,
0: (laughs) raising human beings, right? Yes. Yes. Um, So let's start first with what your definition of gentle parenting is. What does that mean to you?
1: yeah. In thinking about that, I think of, you know, several layers. The first thing that comes to mind is intentionality, really just having, um, you know, a desire to respond to our children in a specific way and really trying to, um, just to, in general to respond as opposed to reacting. Um, and thinking, thinking about how we want to go into a situation and approach a situation with our child. Um, And of course, this, you know, the central component of that is really just cultivating Mm self-awareness in ourselves and becoming more in tune with what's going on in ourselves and with our own thoughts and feelings and behaviors, um, you know, and figuring out what do we want to bring to the equation with our child and what things are not going to be helpful with our child Um, as opposed to going where I think a lot of parents want to go, which is to a place of trying to control our child instead of focusing on ourselves. We're focusing on our child's behaviors. So then that ties in with mindfulness and, you know, really just, just learning how to, be comfortable with yourself and be aware of what you're bringing to any given situation in the moment and doing that with, uh, having the connection, you know, the overarching idea of a strong connection with your child, you know, is the driving, the driving force beneath us. And it's interesting because it goes back to really what I focused a lot in, Uh, graduate school on attachment theory and I wrote my thesis on it and just how, how important it is and how there's just decades and decades of research on it and how if a child is not feeling attached, you know, it, it definitely bridges from the early years then into later childhood. And if a child isn't feeling connected and doesn't have that safe place and that safe attachment and the security from that, they're really not going to be able to grow and thrive to their full potential. So, so yeah, there's a lot of things I think that that go into that yeah. and the gentle parenting.
0: Yeah, well, and I love what you said about attachment, and I think that we can take anything to an extreme, right? And I wonder sometimes I get, I find it really interesting and curious, and I think it's kind of a a, a messy place for parents. Who want to move towards connection, and and read that or understand that as meaning making sure that your child has no negative emotions, and not saying no, not holding boundaries. Like I think there's a, there is a um, well, i I mean there's a danger. <laughs> it's not the word I want. There's a, there's a, there's the possibility of slipping into the extreme of that and feeling as though if I'm a gentle parent, if I'm an attached parent, then, you know, I, then I want my kid to, you know, always be happy. And I'm, I'm guessing that that's not what you're talking
1: about. Definitely. Yes. I, I certainly think that that is a risk that people can, you know, if you call to mind gentle parenting, that, that, you know, can be suspect. But, mm-hmm. you know, again, looking back to the attachment, really what we're looking at for an optimal attachment relationship is the authoritative attachment. And that in and of itself, the definition is, you know, having that, having a secure being responsive and nurturing, but then also setting limits and boundaries and being very direct. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does very much, um, differentiate itself from the permissive attachment, um, where there aren't any boundaries. So yeah. Yeah. In positive discipline, we call it being kind
0: and firm. And I've heard, um, I've heard people say connected and flexible or flexible and firm, I guess. Um, and an interesting thing happens, right. When we're able to develop that connection, then there's so much more grace when we, the parent don't, don't show up well like last night I kind of lost it on the kids and I didn't go way over the line but I was definitely irritated and they knew and I called them down and they had to redo a few things and a little later I went upstairs and I said wow I was really upset sorry about that and my son said, my, "My son put his arm around me and he said it's okay mom even when you're being like that you're still a good mom <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that? That's just the best. And oh, yeah. that is, that is the amazing thing is that you really can, you know, it's hard if you've come from the old school behaviorism model, which I think, you know, many parents probably don't realize that they're coming from that, but it's kind of how we, you know, a lot of us were raised and, you know, it's how I really, a lot of what I learned in, in school was still based on the behavioral model. And, you know, if we focus so much on that, um, you know, we're really just we're we're missing this huge piece. Um, And we've been able to see throughout our parenting journey. It's hard sometimes to make the shift into the mindset of gentle parenting because we want to go with what we know and what we've experienced and familiar. um, Yeah. Yes. But to be able to see, to be able to tell parents that, you know, after eight years, we are seeing these seeds blossom, you know, that these seeds that we've sown and even, you know, my husband, I think a lot of us sometimes, um, our partners too are, you know, this is so different and this just doesn't come natural because, you know, our society doesn't a lot of times value, you know, stopping and self-reflection and mindfulness and our culture, I should say. And, Mm -hmm. um, so it's been awesome to see the buy-in, you know, on his side too, and that oh wow, you know, our kids are being empathetic back towards us, and they're you know showing us this compassion and this kindness and this patience towards their siblings, and not all the time, of course, but you know you can see these flickers, and it's like oh yes, you know, this is the foundation, and so that sounds what you what you uh, shared reminded me of that.
0: Yeah, they, it allows for grace. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yes. So I love
0: I love our topic today, um, because as a positive discipline trainer and parent coach, I've had many people who will ask from the get go, well, will this work for my children, you know, or my child? My child has this, you know, X, Y and Z going on or my child struggles with this or, you know, they have really valid um reasons to wonder if what I offer is actually going to be helpful for them and their child and you know like we were just saying I find that um, the fa- at the foundation of positive discipline it's about relationship and that every child does better with a strong relationship and I recognize that it's up to the individual parents to be the experts of their childs right if I have a parent who has a child with ADHD, I can't necessarily speak into the ADHD, but I do know that kids do better within relationship. Um, So in your work as a family therapist, how do you feel the will this work for my kid question when talking about gentle, positive, peaceful parenting?
1: yeah you know i think that i think that we see in our work that it really is universal that of course we all need our children all need to and will benefit from feeling loved and respected and connected to and with parents who are raising kids with special needs really going into kind of the behavioral roots that i spoke to before and Then bridging over to these overarching concepts of, you know, connection and respect and and peace and all of these things really help them to helps to see the the big picture and understand what we wanna focus in on. Um, So that's typically where I will start with that.
0: So paint a picture. Paint a picture. If we're talking about a typical, not a typical, but a child, a family that maybe you're working with who has a child with special needs and we can just pick one off the list. Right. Um, and, and paint a picture of what you mean by the behavioral roots and then the overarching.
1: Sure. Sure. Yes. That definitely is a little bit vague. So, so really I would, encourage the parents to take the time that they need to be able to express, you know, what's frustrating them regarding their child and what's frustrating them regarding the behaviors and what the dynamic is looking like right now with parenting and what's not fitting. Mm -hmm. And then really talking about, um, you know, what what are your long-term goals for your child? You know, what are aspects of their character that you would really like to develop and what are things that are important, you know, values for, for your family and Mm -hmm. things that, that you'd like to cultivate in your child. Um, and helping to shift, shift from sometimes where we can be stuck in the behaviors and be stuck, you know, kind of quite literally in a space where we're just in this negative cycle and really trying to step back and look at it, from a new perspective of, you know, what's important, what are qualities that we want to foster in the long term or, you know, zooming out or looking at the big picture um, and helping them just by virtue of doing that kind of step away from some of the specifics, some of the behaviors, and then move on to the next, um, the next steps, which are, you know, looking, becoming more familiar with your child and, and why, you know, they're doing what they're doing and then how we can be more intentional and proactive about, um, trying to move towards those long-term, long-term goals and values and things that you really want to, um, to raise your child with.
0: And when you talk about the, why they're doing what they're doing. So for example, if you have a child with, um, sensory issues or autism or, you know, ADD. So is that the why? Like, let's get clear on what's happening physiologically for the child and how the brain works or it doesn't work or works differently. And then from that place, as a place of empowerment, right, for the parents? Yep.
1: Yep. Definitely. Definitely. And and that really lends itself to when we know what the driving force is behind the behavior, then we are able to see the child's struggles and see really what's going on, um, with our child and not focus and, uh, you know, be able to aim and focus our intervention with that, um, as opposed to on these surface level behaviors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the
0: image and I've talked about it a bunch on the podcast of the iceberg, right? The surface level behaviors, what we see, the things that irritate us, annoy us, get them into trouble versus what's happening below the surface, which might be their neuro wiring. It might be their perception of whether or not they fit or belong in the classroom or in the family. It might be their perception around whether or not they have influence over their lives. Right. And those things become the driving force for what we're seeing at the surface. And what I'm hearing you say is how important it is to get under. And to really look at those pieces that are driving the behavior versus how can we manage this particular behavior that's driving everybody crazy?
1: Exactly, exactly. That there's, you know, a bigger, a bigger picture to look at and then kind of backing up and zooming out and figuring out, yeah, the whole, the whole picture.
0: Yeah. When I, and what, what that is inspiring right now for me is, you know, the same can be true for when we're thinking about the way that we are responding, right? There's the way Definitely. we respond. And then if we pull out and look a little bit at the whole big picture, there's all sorts of things going on for us under the surface. And so that brings us back to what you said at the very beginning around making a commitment towards um, being intentional with our parenting and being mindful and and being willing to look on the inside and recognizing what we're bringing and I think that goes to parents of all kids. It does. Definitely. definitely. Yep, yeah, definitely. And and yep. my guess is that it's, you know, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming with a typically developing child. Um, I can only imagine how, you know, the levels of overwhelm or the shifts of overwhelm that happen when there's also special needs to consider. And I think we all often get caught up in our own conversations about how hard it is for us to parent our childs. Right. And we kind of slip into that victim role. But when we consider that we actually get to influence our experience, then there is some room for for feeling empowered. So what are some ways that you help parents move from that kind of and you, you touched on it um, a little bit ago. But how do you help them feel move from that place of victim and blame to becoming influencers of their experience? Yeah.
1: Well, you you spoke to it so well when you talked about just that There's there are definitely complicated emotions that uh, can be at play with special needs parents that aren't always a factor um, otherwise that need sorting through. Um, so, you know, whether it's regarding, um, you know, our health, our physical stressors, emotional stressors, mental stressors, there's all of these variables that have the potential to really, you know, be pose a challenge to trying to intentionally parent and, and being a gentle parent. Um, so, just extra things that need to be acknowledged and then worked through in order to get to the place where we're able to to give our child our best self and to be the parent we want to be or be that gentle parent. Um, and really, the example that jumps to my mind is, um, you know, trying to respond to our daughters. Uh, there was a particularly hard couple of months um, where all of a sudden it just really hit me that, oh, my goodness, you know, parents who are having to deal with these extra, extra variables just have to work so, so hard Um, to be a gentle parent and to be the parent that they know that their child needs and the parent that they want to be. And, you know, being, if you're a parent of a child who has, who struggles with, for example, um, you know, emotional regulation, Mm -hmm. um, our daughter, you know, the behaviors that come with ADHD, um, anxiety, sensory needs, all those things, those are very frustrating behaviors to encounter as a parent. And when you're sitting there being, being hit, you know, being physically aggressed yeah. against having things thrown at you, um, you know, your child in, in some of these situations, the diagnoses I mentioned, you know, our child is in fight or flight. So they're not in a, in a, a space where they can be responsive or interactive at all. And while I knew that, interjecting my own emotion or, you know, really anything at that point is going to throw gasoline on the fire. It is so hard to respond in a gentle, in a gentle way. Um, When, you know, parents, special needs parents themselves, a lot of times I think are, um, find themselves in kind of a a fight or flight, uh, you know, place, stress place themselves. Um, So really being able to grab onto that self-awareness and, you know, mindfulness and keeping a focus on the big picture and what we want to do, um, it's easy for that to slip away. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Do you find, is grief something that parents with special needs navigate? Just, and and when I say grief, I just wonder if there's, and I think I actually read something on your website just around coming to terms with the idea that, um, you know, your child is going to have different kinds of challenges, or like grief around the vision perhaps that a parent has for what it's going to look like to have kids and raise a family. Is that ever something that comes up in conversations with the people that you work with?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. definitely, that i th- I would say is really the first the first thing that needs to be and to be looked at and kind of unpacked is really. In order to get to a place of acceptance, which is of course the goal, mm-hmm. um, we're not always we're not always there. It takes it takes time to get there, and that definitely um, you know requires processing and just us coming to terms with what our expectations were, you know, being able to express that and communicate that and sort through all that and how it affects us. Um, definitely, definitely is part, a really important part of being able to move into, you know, empowering parents and parents being able to feel um, like they can, you know, be in control of, of themselves and cultivate all these skills that are needed for for gentle parenting. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Are there any practices that you encourage your clients to use around that unpacking? I mean, I'm sure that it happens in conversation in your office or in your sessions, but is there anything like I'm thinking about people that are listening right now that are saying, Oh my gosh, yes. How do I do this? Is there anything you could share that
1: would be helpful? Yes, definitely. As you said, you know, counseling is a wonderful way going to therapy, having your own person to be able to express all of these vulnerabilities and all of these really heavy uh, emotions. Mm -hmm. That is a wonderful outlet. And then, you know, any other creative outlet, any other, um, you know, really way where you can, express your thoughts and feelings. So whether it be journaling and that might look like writing and it might look like art. Mm -hmm. Um, it might be having, you know, your group, your support people that are walking a similar journey and being able to, to talk with them. Um, you know, there's so many awesome supports online now, of course, right. As far as forums and, Supports in different communities for special needs parents. So definitely, wherever your your most comfortable or most natural avenue of expression is—having um, coffee with a friend, you know, engaging online, doing a more personal thing at home, and a more reflective thing—I mm-hmm. think all of those are really are you know accessible things that will go so far to really help us to be able to get some of those heavy and complicated thoughts and feelings out of our, out of our head. So we can make sense of them and, um, and move forward effectively. Yeah. It makes
0: me think of like it, that it literally will create space for something different, like getting it out. I think we can get so full of all of, and this goes for everyone, special needs kids or not, you know, we can get so full of, Negative self talk and self judgment and blame and all of that and resentment and all of that stuff. And then guilt about feeling resentful. I mean, it's like, how many more things can I layer on top of this? Yes. And I'm a journaler myself. So it's just such a great opportunity to empty out. So I would encourage everybody to play with that practice, however it looks, right? However it looks.
1: Yep, definitely. I love that metaphor. And I often, relay the same thing to, to both kids and parents that it just getting it out, expressing just, it, it really does make room. And that room, like you said, is there and ripe for, you know, possibilities for, for other things that we, that we want to do. And that will be much more helpful for us. Forwarding.
0: Yes. You, you have written about how special needs parents can take care of themselves on their journey of taking care of their kids. What are some things that you can suggest, in, and journaling was one of them, um, to listeners that are feeling exhausted by the needs of their children? What's the pep talk you can give to them, Angela?
1: Well, I think that with with special needs parenting, with parenting kids that are just extra challenging. Um, really, self care has become so cliche, and we hear about it so often. But, gosh, it just doesn't make it any less yeah. important, right? It's, it's yeah. I mean, we've got we've got to take care of ourselves in order to take care of our kids. Um, and so again, whatever that means to parents, finding finding their spot. If you have to you know, experiment a little and try different things and, and then paying attention and tuning into, okay, what, how did I, how do I feel after, you know, taking a hike? Or how do I feel after going out with my friend? Is it somewhere where I was able to, you know, really come away, just feeling grounded and feeling at peace and, and then kind of going, going with it. So trying different things and really focusing on making sure that you're allocating um, some time for yourself because, as we all, you know, special needs parents know, they're really good at finding time for, for others. And it's hard because there's definitely this trap of sometimes feeling that we should be doing more or definitely that we, you know, could be doing more to advocate for our child or learn more about our child's needs. So really making sure to take time for ourselves and to prioritize ourselves as well, um, would be the first thing. And then, you know, really, I think another huge thing is self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so valuable for, um, stressed out parents, special needs parents to be able to figure out what this means for them and how freeing it is because being trapped in that, I, you know, again, I could be doing this better, and why am I not doing enough? And just really having, you know, interacting with yourself mm-hmm. and inviting grace into how you are thinking, um, not only in how you're interacting with your child, but you know how we how we are our own attitudes and perspectives on ourselves and um, the expectations that we put on ourselves uh so self compassion would definitely be would be an, another huge one gratitude is another one there is so much awesome research on you know the positive effects of gratitude and how again you know really it um, you know makes makes space in our brain it changes our brain when we're focusing on feeling grateful and um really generating positive thoughts of gratitude, we're not able to think other thoughts of negativity or frustration. Um, And we know now that from how the brain works that, you know, our thoughts do directly link um, to our feelings. And so when we're intentional about trying to really be grateful and really focus in on just a few things, maybe every morning and every night, that that really is going to make some serious, you know, change, some neurological changes Mm -hmm. in the wiring of our brain is pretty amazing. So that's a nice concrete thing for parents to kind of grab onto. Um, and then other things would be accepting help and support from those around us. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to do, especially for some of us. Why is it so hard? You know, uh, (laughs) it's hard for, it's hard for, for, you know, of course this isn't me. I'm just talking and yeah. In theory, some course. people that might be, um, a little bit independent, um, or strong willed. So I, I guess maybe there's a connection between my children's personalities and myself, but you know, it's just, sometimes there's this feeling of, I, I can do it all. I've yeah. got to be strong. Um, right. Like you know, there's some kind of wanna-
0: message like, Oh, if I have to ask for help, then I suck.
1: Look for Unsticking It with Blair Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair Molly because sometimes life sucks. Yes.
0: Or I'm not worthy of the job. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. Unfortunately, that that, is people. Yes, right? It's Mm. not helpful. It's not helpful at all. And it's just not true. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So, trying to open, you know, soften a bit to that and, and realize, yeah, open yourself up to that as just as you're speaking to Casey, that people do, people do want to help and they want to support you. Um, yeah. And leaning in on leaning on others that, you know, might be in a similar situation and might be having the same experiences or walking a similar journey and finding them wherever they may be is, is very helpful. Um, and encouraging and just a great, unique experience that you'll you just get so much from that. And that's, yes. um, yeah, a very cool thing that we're, is made a little bit easier now by, um, technology. So, yeah. so that would be something also.
0: Yeah. Well, Angela, I love you've given so many small steps to parents, right. To all of us special needs parents or not, I really appreciate it because I feel like everything you've mentioned on this, in this conversation is all doable. It's not these great big things and everyone listening, just remember there's going to be tough days and there's going to be days that flow and that those tough days are really the days where you get to be in the practice of choosing in to this intentional parenting like what you had said Angela about our own fight or flight showing up when our child is in fight flight or fight fight or flight and how that's when that's why we meditate right that's why we spend time each day um, getting more familiar with what it feels like to be regulated because when we really need it it starts to become ever more familiar. So thank you for all of those tips and ideas and just baby steps towards becoming ever more connected and present and peaceful and gentle in our parenting. Thank you so much for that.
1: Yes, of course. I so helped that, that yeah, they were helpful.
0: And you, before we hit record, we also were talking about some of your favorite go to people um, which I'm sure um, most, I think the three that you mentioned when we were talking have all been on the podcast, so that's exciting. Awesome. But who, yes. Who are some uh, some uh, besides you and me?
1: <laughs> yes. Of who course. are some of the
0: other amazing resources that you send people to?
1: You know, for parents that are just looking for a go-to, um, you know, for peaceful parenting, of course. Um, I bet that the majority of people listening to your podcast will know about the aha parenting, Mm -hmm. um, website with Dr. Laura. And I just think that's such a good, it's just so accessible. You know, if you're beginning your journey, um, special needs parents or not, you know, it's just a great, a great, really, yeah, really easy to grab onto, um, reference. And then, you know, specifically for um, for special needs and for kids who who do have, you know, pretty challenging behaviors, um, the Explosive Child is an amazing book mm-hmm. by Ross Green, of course, who you mentioned was on your podcast, um, was. who's just a, an amazing influential mind on shifting our. Our perspective of why our children are struggling. And, um, you know, he has an awesome book, which I know we talked about before that you said was amazing and recommended, um, Lost in School. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many parents who have kids who are struggling with, you know, on the, the learning um, side of things in the academic front and just really, again, going underneath, digging down, you know, um, from just that it's so, so frequent that we're saying, oh, these kids are, you know, they're attention seeking or they're manipulating or they just don't play by the rules. And And they don't care. They're um, lazy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, so these resources to be able to really, um, you know, it's so, it's laid out so well to just um, have something to, to look at, to say, okay, these are all of these things that have uh, the potential to Challenge a child. These are all these skills. There's these are the reasons that the kids, um, our child is not behaving the way that we would expect mm-hmm. them to typically. It's not because um that it's you know, that it's child motivated or um, behavioral, but there's things going on beneath that. So yeah, I um, love that
0: he talks about yeah. lagging skills, right? Yeah, like Yeah, that to yep. me is something I love to bring up to parents is instead of Why did my child do what they did? Ask the question of what are the skills that were missing when my child tried to navigate that particular challenge? Right. And then it becomes like, oh, there's missing skills. And so that's something that we can do something with. And I, I appreciate that from Dr. Green. I learned that from him.
1: Yes, yep. And that I love and his collaborative problem solving is so helpful too Mm -hmm. and for peaceful parenting. And instead of looking at things, you know, unilaterally, how can we work with our child and you know be modeling for them and also um, be pulling them into this this problem solving and working through things. So in both the home and the school context, definitely lots of amazing stuff in there for sure. And I
0: I wanna add too that in the positive discipline library, there's actually positive discipline for kids with special needs. So parents out there that have already read positive discipline, just know there's a whole nother book that is written by some amazing humans who I love dearly. Um, Jane Nelson and Stephen Foster. And there's another name on there, but my books across the room. Darn it. it. I see my, all my books. I'm like, ah, anyway, it's a fabulous book. And that one is another great resource for parents. So awesome. Thank you. Okay. I have one last question for you, Angela, that I always end with, which is what does joyful courage mean to you?
1: Yes. Through, um, through a parents with confidence lens, I would say it's so hard to find. You always get so many good answers. It's amazing (laughs) how there can be so many different um, perspectives. Yes. It's so great. Um, I would say through, through the parents with confidence lens that really, I think of it as having the courage to, you know, walk, boldly walk this path that's both challenging and was unexpected um, and being able to, to move forward, feeling confident and feeling like you're doing, you know, you're giving your child your best self while also Mm. being able to do so with joy and having this genuine acceptance of, our story, you know, who our child is and who we are and how we, you know, they were given to us and we were woven together um, for a reason. So Mm -hmm. having courage and um, also finding joy in the struggles and unexpected challenges.
0: Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Where can listeners find you and follow your work?
1: Listeners can find me on um on our website, of course, parentswithconfidence.com. And we also have um a great Facebook community with lots of uh you know updated articles and good great content. I also love to share little therapeutic activities and things that I do with clients at work that I think also definitely um translation um, translate, excuse me, to, to the home things parents can do to, you know, create connection and, um, yeah, games on self-regulation, all sorts of cool little things like that. Is Um, that parents with confidence just
0: straight up on Facebook, like a business page, or is that a a group? Yep. Okay. Yes. The page. Okay, great. Yes,
1: it is a page. Yep. For now it is a page. Um, someday, hopefully a group. So we're, yeah, we're just starting and have, have lots of dreams and yeah, just such a heart to support parents that, that are struggling and helping them to find a way to feel like they're confident and giving their child their best selves and feeling good about what they did, you know, every night when they go to bed.
0: Great. Well, thank you again so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much, Casey.
0: I really, really appreciate talking to parent educators who are in the trenches with their kids. And I really appreciated all of the knowledge that Angela shared with us. I love when she spoke about intentionality and really, you know, thinking through what is it that you want, right? What is it that you want in your parenting? What are the long term goals? What are the long term skills? That's something I've talked about before on the podcast, and definitely something that we start all of our positive discipline trainings with is, you know, here's the challenges, but ultimately, who do you want these kids to be when they are real adults, right? I really also appreciate that Angela talked about self-care and how if we shift our lens around self-care and recognize self-care isn't for us, it's for our kids. Our family—it's for the world that we interact with. <laughs> you know, maybe that will help us stop putting it at the bottom of our lists, right? Self care is not selfish. It is absolutely for our families and for the good of our families. Um, and and I love that she mentioned having self compassion. Right? We cannot do it all whether our kids are typically developing or, you know, special needs, we, you know, we have to be willing to ask for help and asking for help is not, you know, admitting defeat, right? We all need help. Just this morning, I uh, did an interview with Alice Irving and we talked about, um, how, you know, in tribal communities, that village, takes a village, you know, the village is there. And, and now so many of us live so far away from extended family. We have to reach out to our friends. We have to reach out for our community, to our community and ask for help. So I really, really am thrilled. Thank you so much, Angela, for being on the show. Thank you listeners for um, listening in, listening in. So I want to Give you a little call to action. I have a couple things to share. One of which is if you listen to the podcast through the website, yay, that's great. Awesome. All the links that you need will be um on the webpage, including a video. If you have an iPhone, including a video with how to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes on your phone. Um it's just going to be so much easier for you to access the show. It'll come straight to you automatically. Every time I publish a new show, it'll just, surprise, magically show up on your phone. So I would encourage you to, um, to subscribe through a podcast app. If you are on an Android, you can, again, get a podcast app. Joyful Courage Podcast is on Google Play. It should not be a problem to find it and subscribe on your phone. If you are someone who's like, yeah, 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 I already do that, would you show your friends how to subscribe to podcasts? Because there are some amazing conversations and voices out there that are not being heard because people don't know how to listen So be a part of helping them to learn. I'm really excited next week's show. I have Larissa Dunn on, and we are going to talk about parenting without using rewards and consequences. What? Yeah, we have a great conversation, and she's from Australia, so she has a really dreamy accent (laughs) that we get to listen to. Also, some local events that those of you that are local to the Seattle area, I just wanted to make sure you... Knew about um, gosh those of you that are local to me hi Snohomish County area Monroe area I'm going to be teaching a six week positive discipline class at the Monroe Sky Valley YMCA yes starts April 20th Thursday nights for six weeks six to eight child care is included you get a book hundred bucks a person for six weeks twelve hours so yeah contact the YMCA. To register. I will put a link in the show notes. Also, April 29th in Bellevue is MamaCon. Oh yeah, MamaCon. I love MamaCon. And um, I will be there. I get to host a roundtable discussion about positive discipline. I will be there with many, many, many other amazing, amazing parent educators and um, you should check it out. So again, link about link to MamaCon is in the show notes. See what it's all about. It's like mom's night out on steroids. So amazing, soul-filling. And finally, Parent Map is um, partnering with John Gottman. And do you know who John Gottman is? Because he's this incredible human being who is all about... Um, supporting, supporting us in our relationship. So he is going to be in Seattle on Thursday, May 4th at seven o'clock. And the topic is happy marriage, happy family, using science to strengthen relationships. Yes, 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 yes. So again, there will be a link in the show notes to um, find out more about that. But Parent Map is super excited to be hosting John Gottman, Dr. Gottman again. So, and there's a drawing at the workshop at the talk. You can enter into a drawing to win a couple's weekend workshop at the Gottman Institute. Oh my gosh. So, you're going to want to go. He's a great speaker, too. So, yeah, those are the local happenings. Um, thank you for being here. If you have not already joined us over in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, get over there. Join the conversation. We love to love on each other and support each other and celebrate each other. So head over there. You can find Joyful Courage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, yeah, have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening in. Drink lots of water. Do some stretching today. Take care of yourself. Hug your kids. Smile at strangers. (laughs) I'll see you next week.
2: No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why?